Hello, everyone, and welcome to Insurance Uncovered, the first podcast to bring you insurance news and an inside perspective from thought leaders in the property casualty insurance industry. Insurance Uncovered is produced by the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies and is sponsored this week by VPay, the total payment solution. I'm Kathy Imus, and today we're uncovering infrastructure, what's included in the latest bipartisan plan and its prospects for moving forward. And NAMIC welcomes a new CEO. We sit down with Neil Aldridge for his first interview in his new role, where he talks about his vision for the association. So for this episode of the podcast, we're going to flip things around just a little bit. Namek made the announcement last week, introducing Neil Aldridge as the new president and CEO of the association. So we're going to kick off this episode with our unscripted segment as outgoing president and CEO Chuck Chamnus sits down with incoming CEO Neil Aldridge to welcome him to the new role, share a few words of advice, and hear from Neil on his thoughts for the future of Namek. Today's podcast will be my final unscripted interview, and that's because after today, I'm handing over the reins to NAMIC's new president and CEO, Neil Aldridge. Congratulations, Neil, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Chuck. So, Neil, we've got a little history. You've worked with NAMIC for 22 years, but I think rather than summarizing it myself, uh, and our listeners, of course, know you as well, but why don't you just give us a little background on um, what your background is and uh, help them get to know you a little better. Sure. So I joined NAMIC in September of 1999. Actually, my first day on, at work was the convention uh, in 1999 in San Antonio. So I traveled to San Antonio, and that was my first day on the job uh, at NAMIC, which was not like normal days on the job at NAMIC every day for sure. but. Uh, my role then was the first person that NAMIC hired to kind of start out a new strategic mission for the association, which was to build out our state regulatory and legislative uh, advocacy operation. Uh, NAMIC had been involved in the NEIC and had a Washington office uh, that was primarily the focus of the association then in terms of its government affairs operation and didn't really have a presence at the state level. I had worked for the state senate of Indiana and uh, was a friend of mine, actually came to work here at NAMIC and, and asked me if I might be interested in this new position that NAMIC had created. And so I came here uh, from my staff role at the State Senate, not really knowing much about the insurance industry, not knowing much about NAMIC, uh, not knowing much about a lot of things at that point in time, but um, it turned out to be a wonderful career. Uh, the membership is terrific to work for. Um, and it was a, a great start uh, to me. It was, it was a wonderful opportunity as somebody who was 29 years old to say, hey, we've not done this before. Uh, why don't you go see what you can do to make up this new state affairs operation? And so uh, it was a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, that, is, um, that was the beginning. And, of course, the friend of yours was Roger Smelzer, who is also a friend of mine, was a colleague of both of ours for several years, including probably three or four years after I took this job in 03, uh, and now Roger, of course, since then has been president and CEO of the National Conference of Insurance Guarantee Funds. Um, so still in the industry and um, and working with us. Yeah. 
So I'm sure that uh, since 99, you've got some interesting stories to share. Uh, have any favorite memories of uh, working here? Anything you want to talk about? <clears throat> well, there are a lot of favorite memories. Um, We're keeping in mind, I'm in, asking the questions, <laughs> and uh, I, can, I can edit this later. Yeah, there, there's, a lot of, there, there's a lot of funny stories. Those of you that know me know that I try to find humor in lots of things. And uh, one of those stories actually involved Roger Schmelzer. Um, we were at a large member company's office early on in those days as we were doing, we were new staff members and we would go around and meet new company, meet with company people for the first time in many cases. And one time we were at a large national writer meeting with their CEO. We were with NAMIC's previous CEO, Larry Forster at the time. And you know, I was just maybe a year here at that point in time. And as, as is usually the case, when we go meet with member companies, there's usually a, a bit of a, you're in the boardroom of a member company and there's usually a bit of a wedding reception line of exchanging business cards and shaking hands and introducing yourselves. And Larry was in front of the line and Roger was right behind him. And Larry went up to this, the, the CEO of this company and said, hi, I'm Larry Forster and exchanged business cards and went and sat down and Roger walked up to that same executive and said, hi, I'm Larry Forrester. And he had just heard Larry say it <laughs> and I was behind him and I thought they were going to have to carry me out of the room because I couldn't control myself uh, with Roger's introduction of himself as Larry and that was just, it's just a funny story um, that I'm sure Roger, if he's listening, will be laughing out loud about right now as well. But there are many of those kinds of things that happened along the way. Uh, traveling mishaps and misflights and sleeping in airports and all of those things maybe aren't the funniest list, but uh, the best part about it, the entire experience, is really the opportunity to serve this membership. It's just full of great people uh, with a noble cause, and it just has been a pleasure to serve them. Uh, we've had great success. Um, probably my, my fondest memory, truly, Chuck, is what NAMIC was when I started to what it is today. Uh, it is a remarkable accomplishment of really under your leadership largely of what this association has become in 20 years uh, and what we have left to grow but we have this transformed the association and the value of membership has never been greater the association's never accomplished more for its membership than it has today and that's my fondest memory to be part of that to witness it to have a, a part in shaping it, uh, it's really been an honor, and it's something that I'm most proud of. Well, um, that's a great, uh, great story, and um, you know, the the part about the success we've had really is about our entire team, which is you know 110 people now, but led by you know Greg Dykstra and you and Jimmy. Um, you know, our insurance operation has been important. It's, uh, it's a uh, tremendously talented team. It's gotten a lot done for the members. No so doubt. talking about that, you know, in the announcement, uh, the board and our chair, Bob Zach, and I'd just like to recognize Bob for a moment because, you know, the poor guy, he started out as chair of the search committee, was delayed by a year due to p pandemic. Uh, the board asked me to stay a little longer. I did. Search committee restarted in March, obviously concluded with the board, you know, um, ratifying their unanimous decision to uh, hire you as CEO. Um, so it's all good, but Bob has put in the work as a volunteer leader of NAMIC, and I just, uh, I know how much we appreciate it and how much NAMIC members appreciate it, so thank you for that, Bob. But 
You know, they talked about confidence in your leadership and the announcement and your strategic thinking, management abilities, your vision. Tell us a little bit about what your vision is for NAMIC. Sure, so it's a, it's a vision that I laid out for the search committee that really is one based on the strength of the association. We have a great advantage, I believe, in, that, in our clarity of not only who we serve, but our mission. And I think that is, is my, my vision for NAMIC is really built on that foundation of strength. We have a tremendous trust between the membership and the association that we can build on for the future. So it starts from building of the strength that we have. But we have new opportunities. As you know, we have members all the time have new demands of the association. The, the, certainly our core strength has always been our advocacy and our compliance services. Those are going to continue as they always have. That's what we do for member companies every day. But we have opportunities to think differently about what we offer to members, new services that are available. Uh, I believe we have some opportunities in the, in the world around data that we provide member companies, how that looks and what that exactly looks like yet. I'm not quite ready to say, but I think there's opportunities there to provide new value to the membership. But our first, I think our first role we have to do, our first priority, we have to get everybody back together again. We've got to reconnect the staff. We've been working remotely now for over a year. Uh, later this summer, we're going to bring everybody back into the office, at least for a, a a flexible schedule and get that uh, back to some semblance of normal and then we have to reconnect the membership to each other and to the, to the association as well. You, NAMIC is a unique place in that you, you go to NAMIC meetings, you talk to member companies and you often hear them reference their NAMIC family. That's a common theme that you hear, which I think is a bit unusual in a business context. Most people don't think about their business connections being a family kind of connection, but NAMIC really is that and always has been that. That connection to the association has been disrupted by the pandemic, and so we've got to be able to bring members back together again to recreate that kind of family connection, and that's certainly something that's going to be a short-term priority. Uh, and we will do that starting next week. We're going to be able to be back together again with everybody and be back at our management conference and CEO roundtables are going to be in person. We've got a great turnout uh, for that meeting at the Greenbrier in West Virginia and people will be able to see each other and, and kind of renew those friendships. So that's something I'm really looking forward to in the short run for sure. Well, you've kind of touched on it, but are there any specific goals you know about now that uh, you're looking to accomplish in the next five years? Yeah, <clears throat> five years, we will, we will have a, NAMIC will be different um, than it is today. That's the one thing that I think this association, and really under your leadership, has proven out to be. We have uh, a great track record of adopting new things. Five years from now, NAMIC will look familiar to people. That it will be an association that the members recognize, but it'll be more innovative. It'll have some new, new value and new services. It'll do the things we always do well. The advocacy will always be at the top of that list. Member companies will know, just like they do today, when NAMIC gets involved in an issue, there's a different outcome than what was before we were involved. And we will continue that, uh, no question, five years from now. Uh, but there'll be new things, too. There'll be new, new priorities, and there'll be new services that we don't offer today. Uh, that will be part of the NAMIC value. And, and I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to lead this organization. Um, you've left some big shoes to fill. Um, and uh, you've, you've taught me a lot. And I, I've, I've said during the search process that 
20 years here in the role I've been in has been a master's class in leadership. Having the ability to work with NAMIC leader, member company CEOs from literally hundreds of them over the years um, has really been a great learning opportunity and I look forward to applying those lessons going forward to the association. So now, Chuck, we're going to turn the table a bit on you. I know you have great pride in the unscripted part of this uh, podcast, and it's been certainly something that, is, that has been everybody's favorite segment, I, I know. But now I'm going to get a chance to ask you a couple of questions. Um, that Actually, uh, the favorite segment is always Kathy's voice. It's a professional radio voice, trained, and so that's the favorite section. Yeah, no this question. is the second favorite section, and there's only two sections, but go ahead. <laughs> Well, it is in at least the top two. Okay. Uh, so, um, you've, I need to get some practice at o operating this podcast, so I want to take this chance to ask you a couple of questions. So, 25 years, 26 years at NAMIC, I believe, now. Um, why don't you share some of your own favorite memories? Well, um, probably a lot like yours. There are a lot of stories of travel and meetings and, and things, but... Um, you know, to a story, they all revolve around a NAMIC members, the companies. You know, we have a board, which you know you'll begin reporting to July one. It's twenty-one people, all amazing leaders of different companies. They only have three-year terms, so they rotate quick. And one, and the chairman lasts for one year. So you know, you have on the one hand, uh, great exposure to a huge number of really amazing people and business leaders which I think is you know, perhaps unique to us, to our structure, to our industry, to our membership. Um, second, uh, getting to know the people. Um, you know, there is, I'll be at management conference uh, next week at the Greenbrier. Uh, it's our first in-person meeting for a while, as you point out. Uh, you know, people, including us, NAMIC staff, you know, miss the connection to these great people that we know and serve who make up our membership. And, um, and that's been a thread, you know, since 1995, starting to get to know this new place, this industry, and the people who, uh, who we work for uh, at the Trade Association. And finally, NAMIC staff, you know, we have such a great team here, and they are such a pleasure to work with. It has been the hardest hardship of the last 18 months for me because I, you know, really, um, you know, appreciate more than anything the opportunity to come into the office to work with our team, those people I mentioned, plus, you know, 100 plus more. They are uh, exceptional people, pleasure to be around and do such a great job and are so motivated to, to win for our members in whatever they do that, um, you know, I will certainly miss that. Um, you know, I, I won't, we don't have enough time for specific stories, but uh, there's a lot of them as well. And uh, tell you, it's fine. Well, I'll mention one that's the obvious one, and that is in 05. So I was in this job two years, um, so relatively new in my tenure, and Joey's diagnosed with cancer. Uh, you know, the way I was supported by, you know, the board, by our members, the amount of outreach I received from people about, what can we do to help from the board? You know, do you need to take a leave of absence or time off or, you know, focus on your family? Um, you know, that's when you really hear um, and you really see how people uh, behave in a, in a crisis like that. And 
go beyond lip service in terms of uh, supporting you as a person and your family uh, in a circumstance that, you know, is outside the workplace. But obviously, uh, the most important thing in our lives then. And Joey, of course, is a survivor. and We're very fortunate. Uh, he's now 24, works in finance for AIG, so he's in the industry. But uh, that um, that's just one memory I'd, I'd call up as a way of saying thanks to our members and listeners out there. Great. So you're heading off into retirement. Uh, so do you want to outline any of your plans for retirement? What do you have on your menu? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm 58, so I've got a little bit of running room. Um, I've always been interested, and this is also training on the job, uh, being Namico's chair since 03, which you will be as well next year. Um, you know, it's been an introduction to the boardroom as a you know a member of a board and as chair that I've decided I um, I like and I think I'm uh, capable of so I plan to serve on several boards um, all around the insurance space um, things that uh, you know will be finalized and announced I'm sure in the next few months but uh, um, yeah, I've been very deliberate in terms of uh, companies and people that I really want to work with and uh, who have a mission that I believe in. Um, so that's that's kind of the plan, and uh, we'll be rolling it out you know, toward the end of the year. Great. Plus, probably feeling my occasional calls about what in the world do I do now about this particular question. So who knows? Neil, you've always been a guy who has a pretty good sense of what the right answer is. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, and that's part of my role as well, the Namico uh, you know, interim CEO and search for the new CEO there will be an important part, but also obviously answering any questions from the background and giving any advice I can as part of what I'm about. That's great. So the NAMIC Annual Convention is in Nashville in September in person. I know you're bringing your family to it. Everybody's coming, the kids and Bridget. So I know, you know, everybody in the membership has seen or have heard stories about the family or knows them. Um, so you might just want to close us out here by just giving us an update on what everybody's up to now. Well, they're all in their 20s, the kids, plus Bridget, who's just a little older than 20s, but uh, doing very well. Um, she's still working. She's about to return to the office in New York, where she's been working for the last few years as CEO of an um, international bank trade association. Um, Charlie, the oldest, works on Capitol Hill, legislative assistant for a congressman from Chicago. Sally works uh, in management for NetSuite in Denver with her boyfriend, Clay, where she lives with their two dogs. Uh, and then, you know, these millennials and dogs, that's mm -hmm. a thing. Um, and then the twins are both in Texas. Uh, Joey in Houston, I mentioned, working with AIG and their operation down there. And Robbie works for NetSuite also in Austin in software sales. So Robbie actually got a referral bonus on Sally's hiring into NetSuite. So... It's all in the family, but I can assure you they will bring the fun when they get to the AMA convention. They've never been, they've been to management conference plenty of times, and they had, those are some of my also best memories of, you know, our family, other kids of NAMIC members. They still are networked, and you know, through social media, they're in close touch today. But uh, it'll be fun to, to be a convention and to celebrate your uh, your beginning as uh, CEO. Great. Well, we look forward to it, Chuck. And again, thank you for your years of service to the association and leadership you provided to everybody here on staff and in the industry. Thank you, Neil. It's been a pleasure.
Before Neil officially takes over the unscripted segment, you'll hear from Chuck one final time. On our next podcast, he interviews Liz Olson, president of the Atlanta Insurance Coalition for Change, about the new nonprofit whose mission is to improve diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts across the insurance industry. And now for a quick news update. In Washington, President Joe Biden announced his support for a bipartisan infrastructure framework amounting to $1.2 trillion in spending. The plan proposes $579 billion in new spending to rebuild America's roads and bridges, improve public transit systems, expand passenger rail, upgrade ports and airports, invest in broadband, and improve resiliency for the changing climate. This can best be described at this point as a very loose agreement in principle. There are still a lot of questions surrounding how this will move forward from a legislative standpoint. It's a challenging balancing act for all parties involved, but could mean that the bipartisan deal works its way through the Senate as early as July. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell was the sole witness in a House subcommittee hearing last week where she laid out FEMA's priorities for the next year. This hearing is the latest among several hearings this year that have evaluated the legislative and public policy issues and corresponding efforts associated with disaster mitigation, recovery, and relief. Chriswell told members of the committee about the benefits of pre-disaster mitigation and how the Biden administration is supporting FEMA's efforts. To provide local partners with financial support for mitigation projects, FEMA is expanding resources and technical assistance for the Building Resilient Infrastructure and Communities Program, which establishes a reliable stream of funding for larger mitigation projects through a nationwide grant program. Recently, the president visited FEMA and announced that he was doubling the funding available for the BRIC program to $1 billion for the fiscal year 2021 application period. Mitigating the risk, flood ri mitigating the increasing flood risk is particularly important as flooding is the most common and costly natural disaster in the United States. Among other initiatives, the president's fiscal year 2022 budget requests more than $428 million for the flood hazard mapping and risk analysis program to allow for more climate change data to be incorporated into flood risk analysis. In nearly every exchange, subcommittee members demonstrated their strong understanding, support, and enthusiasm for the essential role that both pre-disaster mitigation investments and initiatives play in reducing physical damage to communities and businesses and homes while simultaneously saving taxpayers dollars and human lives. Prior to the hearing, NAMIC and the Build Strong Coalition worked to educate members of the committee and its staff about the importance of enacting policies designed to increase the resilience of homes and communities across the nation in the face of climate risk. And that's a wrap for us this week on Insurance Uncovered. Thank you again to VPay, the Total Payment Solution, for sponsoring this episode. We'll be back again on July 14th with more insurance news and interviews. So until then, I'm Kathy Imus. Have a great day.